Hello, you are listening to Own and Align, the podcast with your host, Layla Steed. I'm a photographer, content creator, writer, and woman who loves to ignite that spark in other women that propels them to own their story and live in alignment as their true, authentic selves. This is a space where you can gain some insight from absolute powerhouse women that will set that spark inside of you and give you the tools that you need to be in flow with yourself and the world around you. You are listening to Own and Align. So sit down, plug in, and take the next moment to do something just to up-level yourself and to take ownership of you and your journey. Welcome to episode eight of the Own and Align podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all things dating and relationships with one of my good girlfriends, Ash Sherrington of Embody Coaching. She actually specializes in self-discovery and relationships, and she's an incredible coach. So today we're going to be covering all of the amazing questions that you guys sent through based on relationships, communications, And the reason why I've decided to sit down with Ash is because she is definitely one of my biggest expanders when it comes to dating, when it comes to being out there in the dating world. Um, She's got an incredible relationship with her husband, Les, and they've always definitely been a couple that I have looked up to. So Ash, can you tell me a little bit about your coaching first of all? Sure. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so my own coaching, I am extremely passionate about relationships, um, not only because of my own relationship, but just because I see, I guess, sort of the pain, but also the transformations that people have within their relationship containers. And I am passionate about wanting people to own and realize for themselves and experience themselves that container of trust and love and the transformation that they can have in that relationship. So I guess really wanting people to believe in love, to believe in being able to have a relationship that is everything that they have ever dreamed of. And I think that that has been quite a big struggle for me that I personally have come to you about quite regularly, um, you know, as, you know, is it going to happen for me? And I know that quite frequently that is something that women do write into me about is, I don't know if it's going to happen for me. I've been single for X, Y, Z amount of years. And I I know that on and off, I've had those thoughts myself. Um, Is it going to happen? And how can I make it happen? And I know that you have had really good advice, even from just a friendship point of view, when I've come to you about this. So can you go into now telling me about your relationship with Les? And was that the inspiration behind you being so passionate because you do have that incredible relationship? Uh, I guess, I guess in a way, yes, definitely. Um, but I think relationships, because I can see and I have been in a relationship that has stretched me, expanded me, made me show up in ways that, uh, you know, I... I needed to take accountability for, I realise and I know from my own experience that there's a lot of work in that and there's a lot of work, a lot of inner work just in yourself, which is another reason why I specialise and passionate about self-discovery because I don't believe that you can have a conscious expanded relationship if you haven't done the inner work yourself because being in a relationship is allowing somebody into your inner world you know so if we are not familiar with ourselves with our wants our needs our boundaries our desires our sexuality all those things that we involve somebody else in it's very hard then to have that with somebody else yeah absolutely i to- i definitely totally agree and i've been doing a lot of 
inner work obviously this year and I know that you obviously have as well um, when you've entered entered this space and entered this coaching world so I think it definitely yeah that's a huge kind of point that I want people to like note down from this is that doing the inner work is going to get you into that better position to be able to date and I think so many people have um, trouble with realizing that they're not meeting someone because they're not at that level yet and you know I get people say to me all the time well, you know, my friend jumped out of a relationship and then she met someone straight away and they've got this incredible relationship and how come she didn't have to do the work? So I would love to know what your take on that is because I think for, even for me, I'm like, hang on, hang on, what's going on there? Like, I've done a lot of work, I've done a lot of this, I've done a lot of that and how come mm-hmm. that person looks like they haven't on the – I mean, I don't know because I don't know their story, but mm-hmm. just for an example, like that person appears to not have done – that work and how come they're getting this happily ever after like what would you say to the women out there that definitely ask me and I fucking ask myself that (laughs) quite a lot um look I think that is a great question and I think it has uh many layers the answer is very layered to that question I think that work inner work can be done in the container of a relationship. Mm. But again, it needs to be with two very conscious people doing their own work separately. So in a situation like that, you know, we might see someone, they were just in a relationship, now they're in a new relationship and it seems amazing. But again, it's perception, isn't it? And Mm. sometimes our perception is, um, you know, it's it's smoke and mirrors. People make things look certain ways, especially if we are talking about relationships that you have seen on social media. Uh, There are a lot of relationships on social media where they do show you know, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the the messiness, the humanness that is in a relationship. But I think if you are wanting to attract love, to attract a relationship, not comparing or not asking yourself why this person has matched this or attracted that, I always encourage you to reflect internally on what is actually going on for you because we don't ever know what's going on for that person or what they've done or haven't done to attract something. And like I said, the work can be done in a relationship. Les and I have been together since I was 21 years old. So from 21 years old to I'm... 34 years old this year, you know, that's a lot of growth. That's a lot of life. That's just a lot of change just in your age. And that work has had to be done in my relationship, not outside of it. Mm. I've seen a real trend lately of uh, obviously people's spirituality and all of the coronavirus has definitely made people kind of go inwards. Um, And I've seen a huge trend of relationships that appeared to be rock solid that have really crumbled throughout this time because this, this whole entire, you know, new world order or whatever it is you want to, you know, label it as has caused people to go so deep inwardly and their partner hasn't had that same growth. And I feel like it's definitely pushed people apart. And I've definitely seen a trend even just on social media of incredible relationships that I, from the outside was like, oh, you know, they seem like they have it all. And then it's, you know, self-combusted during this time. So Mm -hmm. it's been a really interesting um, time, I think, for relationships as far as uh, the huge changes in the world um, and, and how it's kind of made people kind of go inward and and sometimes step away so what's your secret I guess to doing the work and then and then remaining in the relationship and obviously doing that work and working through it um you know in in inside a relationship which I think would be so difficult like do you do the work together do you talk through where you're at with him or Mm -hmm. like what's your own experience with your growth Mm -hmm. um yeah, I um, can definitely resonate with you on on that, on seeing that. And in this time that we are living in, I guess that breakdown of relationships has been, uh, you know, brought to the surface for people. And 
again, I think it's it's being careful that we're not in that comparing zone, that we're not mm. constantly looking outside ourselves about what's going on with sort of everyone else so then we can navigate what's going in in our own relationship because I think that right there is a lot of the issue in relationships where we're comparing we're thinking oh she's got this and he's got that and they're doing this and I'm not doing I don't have these things in my relationship Mm. and sometimes when that happens we can spend so much time looking at all the things that we don't have Mm. when we actually have such strong beautiful things in our relationships if we took the time to notice them um also to I think I know that for me comes down to the foundation of a relationship when the foundation of a relationship from the get-go wasn't built wasn't solid you know we didn't have you didn't have conversations that you should have had when you first got together when you hit hard times like a pandemic, like having children, like planning a wedding, doing renovations, you know, whatever it may be, that is when things, you know, you start to get cracks on the surface because of the foundation is rocky. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. Foundation in relationship is huge. And I'm sure everybody listening is probably like, I've heard that before, but the foundation's probably the, one of the most important parts of a relationship. And one of the, uh, the hardest parts, um, to create because it's also ongoing because as you grow, as you change, as you have life experiences in that relationship, that foundation has to grow with that and different things need to be negotiated inside that relationship container. Mm, Amazing, amazing advice. Um, Like I, for example, I'm dating at the moment and putting myself out there and, and, you know, really diving headfirst into, um, dating in in a conscious way, I feel, which is, um, which is definitely a different, different kind of point of view from where I've been for the last few months, which is nice, but I would love to, I would love to know. So for someone who is, um, obviously what advice would you have for me? I'm newly dating. Mm -hmm. At what stage do you get into these (laughs) difficult, you know, difficult questions, I think, um, you know, I found that when I went on a date recently, I kind of just free flowed the questions and there wasn't, it didn't feel like an interview. It didn't feel like I had a list that I had to tick off. Cause I don't, cause I think when you date from that conscious, you already kind of know just internally, like what you're looking for. So you don't need these strict lists of he has to look like this and earn this and all of that. And it's, it doesn't become about that. It's more the vibe that you get when mm-hmm. you go on the date and how they feel. So mm-hmm. But obviously you do need to ask these, you know, like you just said, you do need to check that the foundation's kind of there, uh, which I didn't do in my last relationship. I kind of just dove head first um, without checking anything. <laughs> and let's, that didn't exactly go well for me. So at what point do you check, um, do, do a bit of a, you know, questions that are deeper, like at what point do you actually you know, ask those questions just so that you have, you're on the same vibe, you're on the same level. Like Mm -hmm. what would you suggest? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a sort of a rule sort of person, but I do think depending on where you are in your life, so you specifically um, having a daughter, you know, you're in your mid thirties, the questions need to be asked straight away. Um, I know for a lot of people that sort of say, oh, you know, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm going to scare them away or, you know, what if they say this or what if they say that? And again, it's, it's looking, all those questions are looking outside of yourself, not looking inward and knowing that you want to hear and know these questions for yourself because you love, respect yourself and have self-worth so much that you're not interested in, you know, putting yourself in a container 
a relationship, an intimate relationship that is so vulnerable with someone that doesn't meet you where you're at. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I see this trend with women mostly. um, And they're scared of being like, I would like this. I would like that. This is what I accept. This is what I don't accept. And they're worried that if they say that to a man, that he's going to be like, "Mm, check Mm -hmm. ya. But I want everyone to know, especially women, if you ask for something and that thing is not um, received, it's not they can't hear you and then they're not willing to provide that, Mm -hmm. that is not your person. You're not asking too much. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. And I have have this conversation with so many people and it seems so simple but there always is oh but what about this or what about if they do this but they don't do that and you know relationships are so complex so there's so many things that you have to navigate for yourself personally that answers to things that I can't give you. And that's why having such a strong sense of self and being able to stand in your own truth in a relationship, especially at the beginning of a relationship is so important. So any clients, anyone that comes and sees me about relationships, my first question is, and will always be, what is your relationship like with yourself? If you don't know your values, if you don't know your boundaries, if you don't know your traumas, if you don't know your triggers, if you don't and are not aware of all those things, how can somebody else know and be aware of them? Mm, Amazing. Very good advice there. It's definitely, um, look, dating can be a real minefield. And I think a lot of women don't, they don't, especially, you know, there's a lot of women that obviously follow me and that um, are on this podcast and they listen for for the reason of, you know, they, they want to know the answer of, you know, how do I ask these questions and what they are scared. They definitely, that's a huge um, correct point there that they are, they are definitely scared. And I think for me, um, you know, in, in a dating scenario, I'm quite forthcoming, um, with what I expect, but I also don't want to make the mistake again of saying what I expect and someone dresses up themselves in that way, which, um, I won't go too into too detail about that, but someone is able to then dress themselves to look a certain way because I've given them an expectation that I require. And then it kind of fades because Mm -hmm. that's not actually who they are. Mm -hmm. So, which obviously is a lesson that I had to learn there regarding boundaries, but we'll go into the questions now, because I think a lot of women are going to tune in that did send in these questions, hoping that we've, uh, we've answered them. So the, the first one is like dating after divorce. Obviously mm-hmm. that would be, um, quite difficult for some people. They might be a little bit scarred and scared from, mm-hmm. from coming from that place of, okay, so I've gone so far down this path as to have a marriage and it didn't work out. And, and, and now kind of what the fuck do I do? And I think mm-hmm. I know what your answer is going to be, which is work on, the, work on yourself. <laughs> which I think would be my answer as well, like work on yourself and where you're at. But mm-hmm. can you kind of elaborate on, on some, um, some advice for mm-hmm. that person that has sent that question in? Yeah, definitely. Yes, that is my advice to go on a journey with yourself, date yourself, you know, do all those things that um, I'm just obviously assuming here from the question, maybe you weren't receiving in your marriage, the things that um, maybe your ex-husband didn't want to do with you. Go and do all those things, experience all those things and experience yourself on a level that you maybe haven't experienced yourself um on will open you and will expand you more than anything. Um, I think too, when it comes to divorce, I think we need to try not to look at divorce as failure. I think there's this, you know, thing in society where if you've had a 
10-year marriage, 20 years, 30 years, and you got divorced, that's it, you failed. And I just don't agree with that. I think if you've had a 10-year marriage, that is friggin' incredible and Mm, that should be celebrated. And if you have left that relationship because you're you know, you weren't connected, your values were different, you were facing away from each other instead of towards each other and all the things that begin to make couples grow apart, I think you should celebrate yourself for being able to have the courage and stand in your truth and say, this relationship is no longer for me and parting ways. I think that is amazing and should not only be looked at as a failure. In regards to dating after a relationship breakdown, a marriage breakdown, a divorce, um, celebrate, like I just said, celebrate yourself. Um, I think also to kind of go back and analyze your relationship, where did you go wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, where, what could you, what are your takeaways from that? Mm-hmm. And I think so often people don't do that and that's what get, you know, when I'm out there dating and some people that I've dated have been divorced, mm-hmm. they they didn't look inward to see, okay, well, where, where was the failure as far as what what did I contribute to the yeah. relationship breakdown? Mm-hmm. What was my contribution? What, yeah, what yes. was my contribution yes. to it yes. and, and, and what did I learn? And I think for me, even I had to do that recently when I had to end my relationship, I had to it was really actually quite traumatizing to end a relationship with someone. And, you know, when I have a child and she was involved and I definitely felt like that was a huge deal for me, but Mm -hmm. I had to really look at, okay, I did kind of go along in a relationship without even, uh, you know, this whole beautiful love story was unfolding in my head, but it wasn't really reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a huge problem for me. Like I kind of let my heart lead and didn't take my head with me on mm-hmm. the journey. Um, and also boundaries. I kind of let my boundaries get railroaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of look back, analyze it and then go, okay, what can I learn so that next time I don't mm-hmm. rush head first into a relationship with someone, no matter how good it feels. And that was definitely my takeaway was slow enter it slowly Mm -hmm. and if someone's not comfortable on doing that with me whether it's intimacy wise or even just putting my emotions in there Mm -hmm. um you know then that they're not my person and I think that's a huge one as well is making sure that you're looking at the takeaways and that you're learning and yeah like you said like date yourself put yourself mm-hmm. back out there mm-hmm. um which is why self-discovery and going on that journey of doing the work the inner work is so incredibly powerful because you are not only doing the work but when you actually do that with someone like a coach you're actually getting your your seen you're heard and you're actually validated by someone else and as human beings we actually need that we actually mm. need someone to see us in our truth to share our pain with that actually does see us and hear us without judgment without you know sometimes the things that we might get from even friends or family because you know they don't have the space to actually hold for you so yes i 100% agree you need to know um and not only know where you contributed to the issues in the relationship but also heal them Mm. because it's 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 actually quite easy sometimes to think okay I showed up like this or I did that or I was responsible for this in our relationship but knowing and actually healing are two completely Mm. different things integration Mm. of what we have learned Mm. is so key to the healing journey to having a conscious relationship if we're just taking responsibility left right and center for every single thing Mm. but what are we actually doing with that yeah you know it's it's integration like it's one thing to acknowledge Mm -hmm. but it's actually healing yes yes if you're not healing you're just carrying around that into every single relationship Mm. and you might be able to say in my last relationship, this is how I showed up. But have you actually done the work to be aware mm. that you're showing up like that again? Mm. 
mm. and catch yourself in that relationship yeah. or have you actually really integrated and are you embodying that lesson that you've mm. learned so that's a huge thing and again working uh, with a coach um, allows you to have that integration process witnessed and seen by someone else, which is actually extremely powerful for humans because we are relational beings. That's, mm. you know, that's how we survive is we need people to hear us and to see us. And there are some people in their 30s, in their 40s, and they sit down with the coach and they have actually never had anybody hear them. They have never had mm. anybody see them in their light, in their darkness, not in any way. And that, just having that experience with someone is so powerful. Yeah, I think I might need to uh, get on to that with you because uh, <laughs> I d- definitely don't want to go through any more boundary issues. That's, that's for damn sure. Um, I'll jump into the next question now. So... This, Sorry, this, I hope I answered that. You did. Dating after divorce. You definitely, we elaborated, we answered it, we got to the nitty gritty of that for sure. Um, where? T- so the next question is where to find men between 32 to 40 who want to settle down? <laughs> Honey, if I knew, I, <laughs> I would be standing there screaming out to you where that is. Um, I just feel like once again, it goes back to Asha's um, amazing analogy of you've got to make sure that you've done the work before you're putting yourself out there. And I feel like once you do that, your vibration changes and then they kind of naturally gravitate towards you. In saying that, I haven't had the luck with that myself yet. So, I mean, as far as dating, what do I do? I love dating apps. I think they're amazing, especially for single mums, which a lot of my audience are. You get to put yourself out there in a way that you can. So if you're time poor, you can jump online, have a quick swipe, see if there's anyone that resonates. Also open yourself up to younger, older men that aren't going to look the way that you want them to look with first glance or first swipe, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about them that gathers you because I think online dating does become so, oh, does he have sick packs? Does, does he image, have this? Yeah. It's very image based and it mm-hmm. is quite fast paced. Like I can swipe through a hundred guys in five minutes mm-hmm. and, and, you know, know which ones are right and aren't. And I think, you know, obviously when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, six pack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> does he like have a club or something that I can go and visit on the weekend? Yes. He's a yes for me. <laughs> Drink cards, yes. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. But now that I'm older, I'm like, does he have kind eyes? Is he someone that is displaying on his profile something that's interesting that I would like to do? And and coming from a place of being genuine, like if he wants to hike mountains every weekend, I ain't your girl. Like I'm not all. I'm not into that kind of stuff. So being honest with yourself, like. If someone is, and my biggest thing, which I'll quickly dive into super quick here was I want someone who is fit. I want someone who looks after themselves. And for the longest time, that hasn't been me. So I've gone and put myself out there um, now at the gym, which is obviously, look, there's a lot of cute single guys at my gym. Like put yourself out there in a way that show up where you think this, these person with these values is going to, is going to be. So mine's farmer's markets. I go there every weekend and there is a lot of cuties there. I don't know what their relationship status is, but I'm telling you that that is where it's at. Also, I've, there was an untapped resource recently. I drove past the surf club. It was like man city sign up at a surf club. They all go there for like meat raffles and whatever. And it is definitely a meat raffle. Let me tell you. So go and put yourself out there. And I think Uh there isn't a specific place where you can meet men that are going to want to settle down, but putting yourself out there is where it's at. That would definitely be my answer. And Ash, did you want to elaborate on that? Yes, I would love to. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't date in the dating app world. My husband and I quite often make jokes about we wouldn't know what to do with Tinder and, um, you know, my single girlfriend show me how it all works. And I 100% agree that 
although it makes it um, easier for, you know, single mums, for example, to have that um, connection and that experience of the dating world, you know, inside their own home, maybe when they, you know, don't have uh, the time to go out and meet someone, but it also takes the humanity out of people. And like you just said, swiping someone just because, you know, their, you know, their six pack isn't six packy enough or their eyes are brown instead of blue and blues on your list of, you know, it's one of those things that it, it can actually block you from meeting people that could be, you know, a great match for you. I was not overly physically attracted to my husband when we first met each other, not as um, a potential um, relationship. We met, we actually met at the gym. My husband's actually an athlete. So we actually did meet at the gym, as funny as that sounds. But having a conversation with him upon one of the first conversations that we had, he captured my attention. I was curious about who this man was outside of the things that I had heard about him. And I think sometimes when we limit ourselves to external factors about someone like you know, like you said, with the six pack, I'm only using that as an example because it keeps coming up. All these external things, I am telling you through experience and wholeheartedly, none of those things will matter when you are in that container, when you Mm. are experiencing life challenges and, you know, deaths of friends and injuries and health scares and children and mortgages and all those things that are going to, (laughs) yes, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I encourage my clients with making lists and I think lists are extremely powerful, but I encourage them to be not about external things and but also to how you want to feel in a relationship Mm. how you want to be able to show up inside that relationship and also to how you don't want to feel you know I see a lot of what do you want writing down what you want manifesting what you want but it's just as important to know what you don't want and i want people to know that saying that you don't want something is not manifesting that thing we need to get over that that yeah. doesn't exist yeah, that's not happening you need to be clear about what you don't want and what you don't want to feel i think it's just be clear about it, but you don't need to focus your energy there because the, a lot of people get confused with that. But mm-hmm. the mind goes where energy flows. So be clear about what you don't want, but don't use that as your focus for mm-hmm. your energy. I think that's really important. I also want women to know if you are a woman and you have a feminine core, that is the core that you hold, that you are magnetic that when you are embodied as the person that you are going to show up as inside a relationship and who you want that person to show up as, men will be magnetized to you. That's how it works. That's you will call in a masculine man, but you have to do your own work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like I, for example, I had a session with Kelly, we did a chakra, um, a chakra clearing. And obviously I might've had some, my feminine must've been super blocked or something. And it's been cleared through this chakra healing that I did. And holy shit, I went out and I went out to dinner that night. I went out for drinks that night. I literally had men falling all over themselves to talk to me. I rang Kelly and was like, what the hell? I don't know what you've done but my whole energy has changed and now people are literally falling all over themselves to get to know me and to even just talk to me or buy me a drink. I was really shocked. So energy plays a huge part in that as which will change once you've done the healing as well. Yes. Um, so the next question is like tips of communicating, which I mm-hmm. think for me, I believe every relationship, it's a juicy one because every relationship breakdown comes from a communication error or 
when I, you know, a lot of my girlfriends or even people online come to me and they say, I need help with this. I'm always like, fuck, it's communication breakdown guys. And no, I cannot help you with how to work through it. I can suggest healers and coaches to help you do that. But I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that it is a huge, it's pretty much the crux of all relationships, friendships included. Um, so what did you want to touch base on when it comes to communication? Cause I feel like for me in my last relationship, as an example, communication, the communication breakdown was huge and it's definitely highlighted things that I need to focus on, um, like communicating boundaries, for example. So, so tips on communicating with your spouse, what would you, did you want to elaborate on that so yeah. that they can get some juicy info Definitely. off you? Yeah. I'm sure you all hear it all the time about relationships and communication being so important. And it sounds like a broken record, but <laughs> it it's not the only thing. It is definitely not the only thing, but it is a huge thing. Um, and the, one of the things that I want to say about communication is, is actually also your body language because what we actually say is actually only about 30% of what someone actually reads from you. It's actually a lot about your body language as well. So that's a really good um key to try and make yourself aware of when you are actually communicating with your spouse is what is your body language telling them? Maybe without you being aware of what you're actually doing with your body. Um, That's a huge thing. Um, With this question too, I'm going to assume that it's a woman asking about communicating uh, with a man, uh, seeing as your audience is majority women. Um, Men are actually very sensitive creatures as much as I think a lot of men will try and make out that they're not. So my tips for communicating with men is how you are speaking to them and the language that you use. So with men, you want to be careful that when you do have a simple complaint, so let's say you asked your husband, yep, your uh, husband, boyfriend, whoever, to take the rubbish out, you come home, the rubbish has not been taken out. A lot of the time, as women and men also can do it instead of it being a simple complaint about the rubbish not taking out it turns into a character assassination so instead of being hey baby remember this morning um, I asked you to take that rubbish out for me would you be able to please do it for me do it for me now I just got home from work I've got a couple of things to do would that be okay a lot of the time we can fly into you never do what I asked you to do. Um, and straight away when we use those words you always or you never, straight away that situation is going to turn into a defensive sort of back and forward between the two of you. Men need to have to know that you're not taking something away from them. So if you were to fly off the handle about the rubbish, oh, you never this and you're lazy, you have assassinated his character. He's now lazy. You've taken something away from him. Whereas if you were to come home, the rubbish isn't done, but let's say the lawn out the front looks fabulous because he's mowed the lawn because he enjoys to mow the lawn. My advice would be to say something like, baby, the lawn looks really great outside, okay? You've given him something to be really proud of and it's something that you've noticed and which men love when you notice things that they have done like anybody does and say, remember when I asked you to take out that rubbish, would you mind fixing that for me now? That is not taking anything away from them it's actually giving them something and allowing them to respond to you and the response may be oh I'm so sorry I completely forgot I'll do it now whereas if we go straight in for the attack and it actually attack their character we are not setting up that moment to be able to communicate effectively 
I read a really great book about communicating. Sorry, I read a really good book about communicating with men. Um, actually, I don't have my little book list here, but I think it was called The Queen's Code. Mm-hmm. It is quite a controversial book. Some people are like it is a bit too stuck in its ways. I really liked it as far as the communication side of that book. Um, and it talks a lot about your mundane tasks, like the rubbish, the, you know, the lawns or his, he's not helping with the children, which mm-hmm. is a huge one that women come to me about constantly. And I'm like, I don't know. No one's helped with my children. Um, so I think it doesn't matter what it, you know, what you're communicating about. It's, it goes back to the same value that mm-hmm. Ash is saying, which is, making sure that you're actually coming from a place without attack because, you know, like attracts like and all, all the rest of it. But um, it goes obviously deeper than that and having a session with Ash would definitely benefit you to go into um, that deeper side because communication, if you're having communication issues, especially the person that's asked the question, it's probably time to get get some coaching and get some outsider help. Can because... I just say too about communication, it is a skill. It's a skill that there actually isn't anything that different about couples and marriages that work and marriages that don't work. It's actually that the ones that do work, they are able to navigate things that go on in their life in a clear calm way. They also have that foundation that's built in their relationship. So when challenges do come about, their entire being and their entire relationship is not rocked by one thing. That's why, you know, when we spoke about earlier about foundation, again, it's so, so important. And, you know, I actually am one of those people now that believes that, you know, everyone should do pre-marital counselling or sit down with a coach, write things out, your values, what you see for your future, you know, what, how you are both going to navigate being a parent, you know, all those things. And obviously as time goes on and you have those experience together, those things will change. But just knowing at the start that you are actually both heading in a right, in the same direction, facing each other, turning towards each other and not constantly turning away from each other will be you know, one of the best things that you ever do for your relationship. It gives you that strength and that knowing inside your relationship. Okay, I'm going to turn towards my partner in this moment and express what I need. And, you know, it's vulnerability, isn't it? I think sometimes we're also afraid of being like, hey, I'm actually feeling ignored at the moment. And I do it. I don't want anyone to think that like I don't have, you know, these moments where I might say something or do something. Quite often I say to my husband, I'm sorry, I was being a bit of a bitch just then, (laughs) you know, and it's been accountable. It's been accountable for how you show up in that relationship. And I quite often will say that or I'll say, look, I'm in a mood you know, I'm in a mood and he'll laugh and say, oh, I can see that, you know, and, and, and he gives me space because he knows because I've communicated that when I'm like that, just leave me alone for five minutes, leave me, you know, let me go for a walk, you know, whatever it is that you need. If you're not communicating that, they don't know. Just because somebody loves you and you love them, it doesn't mean that you know every single thing that they need and want at any given time. Unless you are expressing it and you're having a conversation about it, they don't know. Mm. I agree. So we've got a really good juicy question coming up next, which is... Uh, it is, sorry, um, it's how to deal with the mother-in-law internalised misogyny. Women are expected to cater to men mindset. Holy fucking shit, this is going to be juicy. Um, 
Look, I definitely have dealt with this in the past and it wasn't a great relationship for me to be in. It was actually quite a difficult one to navigate. I ended up tapping out. It wasn't it wasn't for me. But if you're in that situation, I have no advice because that is just <laughs> that is way too um, that is way too juicy of a question for me to deal with. Um, but I'm sure that Ash would be able to um help you with that because internalized misogyny does often come from a mother wound. That's how they were raised. Mm. Um, The mother's obviously over catered to them or babied them too much. And that's created a huge issue. And, you know, this is a really tricky one in my opinion. So Ash, what would you have to say about that? Thank you. Um, There are a lot of layers to this question. And if you were a client of mine, obviously I would need a lot more context and a lot more information um, about what is actually going on, information about you, about him. But just from this surface sort of level, um, my sort of thought process here is, has he always been this way? Has he always displayed these behaviours that he expects you to cater to him? Or is this a new thing? The reason that I ask that is when you first went into this relationship, were those behaviours present? And did you speak up when you felt and you had that inner knowing, "Mm, this is does not feel right? Um, because it sounds like maybe that's how he's always been. And if his mum has raised him like that, they are, that could be a value that he has is that a woman does cater to him. She does stay home. She does look after the kids, you know, that old school, um, I guess, sort of label that some men have for women. And look, sometimes that works for relationships and for, um, for you know, new relationships today. Some people still have that dynamic inside their relationship. But my advice would be is to communicate, is to have a conversation with him, not his mother, because you're not in a relationship with his mother, you're in a relationship with him and ask him why he feels like that about you. What actually are his expectations of you? Have a mature conversation about that and be ready to really be vulnerable about can you meet those expectations? Do you want to meet those expectations? And how maybe you can evolve and change together. Let him know what you actually need from him if he is not willing to do that, that's another conversation. You know, if this is a marriage, I'm not sure what, um, I don't know if this person is married or if this is a relationship, are there children involved? You know, like I said at the start, um, I would need a lot more context to give you a better answer. But and I feel you- like if it, it depends on if he's willing to be open-minded. Mm. Some men that are that deeply, you know, that, that whole misogyny, it's, yeah, that that's so conditioned, they aren't open. And if they're not open, that does create a bit of an Mm. issue of if that's for you or not. And Mm. should you, should you actually leave that relationship? Mm. And I think that's always a last option when people come to me for help. That's always my last actual offer. But sometimes it's so deeply ingrained within men like this, that you can't actually, you can't actually, work through it to be to be completely honest and that's why opening up the communication having a dialogue about what's going on is you have to start there we can't navigate this from the outside you need to go straight to the source straight to who it's coming from your husband boyfriend partner whoever this person is to you and unpacking that with them being open that there are going to be two different perspectives on this. There always are. My husband and I always a lot of the time have two different perspectives on something, but it's being open to knowing that that will always be there. 
You're never going to have the exact same perspective. Maybe sometimes you might be right on key with each other. Yep, yep, that sounds great to me. I actually don't see it any differently. But majority of the time, being a man, being a woman, if you are in a heterosexual relationship, you are going to have different perspectives. You've been raised different. One of you is male. One of you is female. One Mm. of you has had different conditioning to the other, different traumas you know you are on different spiritual levels possibly I don't know but if you don't open up that dialogue to unpack that and have that conversation about something that you know I would assume is really hurting you and you have sent in a question about it you need to be vulnerable and expose yourself and try and unpack that with him he might not realize that what he's saying or what he's doing is actually making you feel like that. If you haven't told him, he may not know. He probably doesn't know. And I think having a third party person to validate that sometimes that point of view works and other times it really doesn't work. And it usually depends on some women are happy to lean in and let the man take the lead and kind of cater to them. And other women are like, oh, hell no, that goes against, I know for me, I'd be like, you can fuck right off. I ain't making you a sandwich. So I think it depends on what type of woman you are. And it doesn't mean that I'm right and the other woman's wrong if she's happy to cater to that. But It's also having a third party person like a coach to be able to say, if he's bringing up that you should do this and you should do that, to be able to say, hey, that's actually incorrect. And I find that if you try this or that, that it might actually work better in your favor in your relationship. Uh, We're going to have to wrap it up and do a part two to this because we are going close to the hour mark. Um, But we will come back in a moment and finish this off so that there are some great um, questions that we still have to cover. Thank you for listening to Own and Align, the podcast with your host, Layla Steed. It has been a pleasure holding space for you today. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you that leaves a rating, review or voice message with your appreciation for the content. If you would like to be the first to know when the next episode is live, please hit subscribe or head over to follow along on Instagram at Layla Steed. And until next time, Let me leave you with this quote that I stumbled across today. We're going to have to come back for a part two uh, because we've gone a little bit over time, but I hope that you have taken something beautiful away from today. And Ash, thank you so much for having you and we'll be back for part two. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah. Where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram at embody underscore by Ash. I also have a web a website, embodycoaching.com.au. So pretty easy to remember. Um, otherwise, if you just head to Lay's Instagram page, I'm sure you'll easily find a link or something for me there. Perfect. And I'm going to leave you with today's quote, as I always do, and it is by... Jillian Turecki, which um, she's an amazing woman I follow on Instagram. It is a conscious woman is as wounded as any other. The difference is that she's self-aware and will do whatever it takes to transcend herself. How incredible is that? And we will be back for part two.